MEC, the voice of business. I'm Scott Waller, President and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council. I'd like to welcome you to The Voice of Business, a podcast produced by the Mississippi Economic Council, the State Chamber of Commerce. We invite you to check back in often as we explore topics important to business and our state. Today's podcast begins with a question. How much do you know about your local school superintendents? As the voice of business in our state, the Mississippi Economic Council strongly supports measures to improve education in our state. Better educated students means they are more prepared for the workplace, and that's good for Mississippi. In every district across Mississippi, the job of educating students begins with the superintendent. A new law now requires local school districts in Mississippi to appoint all superintendents. This new law was actually passed in 2016 but took effect this school year. It's a positive for Mississippi and something that is considered by many, including the governor, as long overdue. This is something MEC has supported for decades. This could be a literal turning point in education. Leadership matters, and a good leader in our local school district leads to greater student success, and that leads to a better economy in our state. In every district in Mississippi, local school boards lay out the general vision for the public schools in that district. But it's the superintendent who is responsible for actually carrying out that vision. A superintendent has to make decisions every day regarding the educational programs, the budget, curriculum, hiring of staff, and managing facilities. Your local school superintendent must also work with various groups and individuals to make sure that everything's in place to create that learning environment. This includes not just the principals, the teachers, and the staff, but the parents, the local officials, and the community at large. It's an important job and requires someone with the background and skill set to be successful. In Mississippi, we had school districts that had both appointed and elected superintendents. For those that were elected, they had to get the job just like any other public official. They had to enter the race, make their case to voters, and then get more votes than their opponent in order to win the job. It's important to remember that the only people who could run for superintendent were people who lived in that district. Therefore, it limited the field for many school boards in terms of finding the right superintendent. On the flip side of that, superintendents who are appointed must apply for the position, must be considered by the school board, and their decision is usually based on their qualifications, their educational experience, their track record as a leader in past jobs, and what they have done within the education field. All of those other factors that a school board feels is relevant for success in that job. Anyone can be a superintendent if they win the election, and it's possible that person may have little experience or qualifications. This was the old way of doing things, and the new law changes all that. Now, before being appointed, the right person must prove they have the right qualifications, and this is the key difference between electing someone and having them appointed by the school board. Nationally, states have already enacted laws requiring superintendents to be appointed. In fact, before our new law took effect this year, Mississippi had been one of only three states, along with Alabama and Florida, that allowed elected superintendents. Before this law was passed, 55 out of 144 school districts in Mississippi had elected superintendents. Starting this year, thanks to the new law, all superintendents must be appointed. What I want you to understand, though, is just because someone is elected doesn't mean they're not qualified. In fact, Mississippi has had some outstanding superintendents that were elected in very successful school districts. Still, this new law is seen as a positive because it allows 
all of our school districts to look toward improving the performance by making sure they're hiring the best leader possible. For many years, the main argument in favor of elected superintendents was that individual would more likely remain independent from the school board and be free to make independent decisions and speak out against decisions he did not believe would benefit the school district. Another argument in favor of elected superintendents, which again had to meet county residency requirements, was the individual knows and understands the community. The contention was that an appointed superintendent hired from another area may lack this insight. The downside is that it's simply not enough to live and work in the district with a willingness to stand up to local school board. The job of superintendent requires much, much more than that. Elected superintendents have less accountability for failing districts. We've all read the news about failing school districts in Mississippi. Often, local school boards may lay the blame on an underperforming superintendent. But if the superintendent is elected, he may in turn blame it on the school board. But more importantly, if it is the superintendent's fault, the voters can change it, but they can only do it every four years. And oftentimes that same superintendent is reelected because everyone knows who he is. Appointed superintendents are more accountable. They're accountable for the performance of their district, and they can be terminated by the school board for either unprofessional conduct or subpar performance. Elected superintendents cannot be fired, except by the voters. It's been suggested that elected superintendents may avoid advancing certain issues that would improve education in their districts if they think it may have an impact on being reelected. This extends to the concerns that elected superintendents may also have to worry about running a campaign every few years and how much of their time and attention this demands versus taking care of the district's needs. So let's think about the benefits of appointing school superintendents. First, the appointed superintendents are usually hired following a thorough evaluation process, sometimes even a national search to find the most qualified and suitable candidate for leading the district. Local boards can set the minimum educational and professional requirements that they consider needed and make sure that the superintendent has the experience and track record they are looking for. Then there's the issue of salary. Elected superintendents were paid salaries set by the state law. Whereas local school boards, when recruiting appointees, may choose to supplement a salary if they believe the candidate deserves it. This means appointed candidates can be offered higher salaries, and it means that the district's chances of landing a more qualified candidate are improved. Qualifications are perhaps the most important consideration of all. Unfortunately, elected superintendents have not always been the most qualified person who may want the job. Mississippi did require candidates running for superintendent to possess, at a minimum, an administrator's license or a master's degree in educational leadership. And yet, that still pales in comparison to a more rigorous evaluation process to evaluate those candidates based on their track record and other relevant factors. Once again, this is not to say that a candidate running for elected superintendent is never qualified. But the process of evaluating appointed superintendents is usually far more rigorous and results in attracting talent in the education field with prospects for greater success. School boards who appoint superintendents also search a much larger geographic area in order to find the best candidate. This is a good law. It's better to have appointed superintendents rather than elected ones, and the facts support that. Getting elected is, at least to some degree, accomplished on the basis of popularity, whereas school boards that appoint superintendents do so on the basis of merit. 
Too often we have seen individuals get elected as a school superintendent based on their ability to politic. Knock on doors, make sure they're pushing all the political buttons to get the votes they need to get elected in their community. And all of that has little to do with the daily challenges of running a school district. And it often shows when too many of our school districts fail. The education of our children and what they learn in class each day is the most important thing that we can focus on. Their education begins with leadership, proper staffing, and the superintendent demanding that there is excellence in the classroom. It requires a dedicated individual who is uniquely qualified, understands education, understands how to manage very significant budgets, oversees dozens and perhaps hundreds of employees. Mounting a political campaign every four years does not seem compatible with that kind of effort that is required to be an effective superintendent. High-performing school districts just don't happen by themselves. It requires a superintendent who sets improvement goals and knows how to accomplish them. School districts led by appointed superintendents are far more likely to be led by professional, higher-educated, and experienced administrators who understand the many facets of education. Mississippi must make sure that the students we graduate each year are prepared for the job market they enter. We owe them our best efforts in making sure our superintendents are highly qualified and capable of creating effective learning environments. Yes, appointing a school superintendent is far better than electing one. After all, anyone can be given the job, but not everyone can do the job. I'm Scott Waller. On behalf of the Mississippi Economic Council, thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of the Mississippi Economic Council, the voice of Mississippi business since 1949. The Mississippi Economic Council is a public policy agency dealing with a variety of issues facing Mississippi's business economy. MEC is a not-for-profit member organization made up of more than 11,000 business leaders from across the state. Our mission is to move Mississippi forward through advocacy, research, resources, and leadership. We are the Mississippi Economic Council. Mississippi's Chamber of Commerce.